good vibes. A good evening. I do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. The Knutsons. have taken control as to bring you this special show. Who are the Knutsons? Only good vibes. Only good vibes is the plan. Only good vibes, good vibes. Okay, this is called the Knutson effect. How are you doing, lads? All right, Steve. All, right? all good, lads. All good. You're our first Irishman, Stephen. It's a privilege to have you on. Ah, brilliant, brilliant, yeah. All good, all good. Can't complain, lads, can't complain. Um, working my way through the lockdown and um, doing a lot of music at the same time, so keep myself plenty busy. Awesome. Yes, you keeping yourself keep busy, working away in tracks and stuff then? Yeah, I've got a good bit going on at the moment. Um, um, I'm always tinkering away, um, you know, doing my own bits and pieces, but then, you know, sometimes now and again, a little bits of work show up here and there and yeah, remix yeah. here and... Um, you know, um, I had some good news yesterday where I got a track accepted by um, the, the the fabulous Tropical Disco crew. Oh, so, cool. um, yeah. I'm, I'm still riding the cloud on that one at the moment, you know. <laughs> <laughs> riding high. <laughs> Absolutely. No, outstanding work. That's, that's unreal, mate. That's well earned, I'm sure. Cheers. Yeah, well, a lot of work, but I mean, I've been watching a lot of your videos there over the last couple of weeks and, you know, um, you, you probably know well yourselves by now at this stage like that. Nothing comes easy, I don't think, in this game. You know, um, mm. you got to put the hours in, and you got to you got to throw stuff in the bin as well, and start all over again sometimes. And you know, it's uh, yeah. I think think lockdown's been it's been a bit negative in some ways, but positive in others. I think hasn't it? A lot of people have kind of made the most of the time to do absolutely. something a little bit different. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, I have to agree with you there. Um, I mean, the speed most people's lives go at this, you know, in, in, in these days is, is just yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, I think it did. It gave everyone an opportunity just to slow down a tad and sort of review what was going on, and yep. you know, focus a little bit more on, mm. on 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 the good things and and the things that are probably more important and more real. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. You get caught up in the rat race a little bit, don't you, in day to day life, and no time to just sit back and take it all in. Absolutely, absolutely. And when things don't stop, you don't even get a chance to think about it most of the time. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I just miss John's looking at John's face, to be honest. I just says, why don't we do some Zoom chats, John? And we'll, uh, I, I just miss him too much, Stephen, you know? It's a fabulous I mean, idea you've got going there. Like, I mean, I, I've went through a lot of them over the last couple of weeks, like, and they're, they're really enjoyable. Like, it's something completely different, like, you know? Oh, no, thanks very much. You enjoying them? Yeah. Yeah, really, really good. Like, really good. It's, and it's great to hear everybody's take on things, like, you know, like, because you've, you've had such a sort of a, a, a range of people as well, like, from the you know, the, the highly successful to the to the underground successful as such, you know? Yeah, yeah, I've been tr- trying to keep it quite broad and um, just kind of reach out to as many people as possible, just see, see what everybody's been up to. Yeah, um, it kind of just really just started throughout the lockdown, didn't it, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we've had only good vibes. We were doing events. We were planning the first event and then obviously the crisis kicked off and it kind of set us back a little bit. So we decided just to focus more on the... Yeah, the online presence really, and we thought was doing some online streams, DJing sets, and then that obviously went tits up quite fast. To be <laughs> to be totally honest, because yeah. Facebook just kept pulling them down. So we thought, let's try to do something a little bit different. So we thought, let's yeah. get on guys on for a chat. Perfect time. Everyone sat in the house. Let's say, uh, yeah, let's get. We, we were going to start singing at one point and do a bit of Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. or something, but we thought, no, nah, it's been done. It's been done. We'll do something different. <laughs> well, can we still do that, John? Let's do a bit tonight. We'll do a bit of 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 a
Yeah, it's a bit eclectic, just a wee good selection of kind of rock and Mr. Giorgio Moroder in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Place in the middle. Dark it's side of the center. Is that Sergeant Peppers I saw up there at one stage, maybe, no? Sergeant Peppers, yeah. I try and rotate it a little bit if I can keep that a bit more interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah a couple of the Beatles records. Uh, just me and my girlfriend collect a lot through charity shops, get the local charity shops and just kind of, yeah, crate digging, basically, see what you can find. Very good, Very good yeah. yeah. It's funny sometimes because when people come into to, to my house, and especially this room, like where I have all the gear set up and everything, they expect to see, like, records on the wall and all sorts mm-hmm. of things. But I only actually got one picture on the wall in the house, and it's a picture of the Beatles, like, back in 1964. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, a good selection into a good selection of music and that kind of rock stuff and yeah, a little bit of everything really. It's quite a yeah, good deal. I'd listen to anything. I, I don't limit limit myself to any type of music. Like I just, mm-hmm. you know, everything from nineteen forties all the way up to the present day. Like you know, oh, superb. What, what would you say is like your your biggest influences then in terms of you making music? What do you kind of draw inspiration from? Um, I suppose obviously because I'm producing sort of um, electronic based disco stuff. N- not always, but in the last. I suppose four, five, six years, it's gone very kind of funky, groovy, disco-based. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I was making more sort of um, very experimental stuff. Sometimes it might work out kind of quite techy. Sometimes it'd work out quite ambient. Mm-hmm. Um, but always kind of creating from the original point of view. Like, I, I was never into the whole um, edit scene as such, like uh, just taking somebody else's work and ripping mm-hmm. it up and putting it back together again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a great appreciation for that type of work, but um, yeah. I always got my kicks from from starting from scratch and, and mm-hmm. trying to build something that was my own, you know, as such. Mm-hmm. But uh, in terms of in terms of um, electronic influences, I'd have to say you're going back to the likes of 808 State and Left Field and Underworld and the Prodigy, probably, and even on the more disco side of things. I suppose I always had a, a love for for what DJ Sneak and Derek Carter were doing and that sort of sound like yeah. and. You know, but they're probably the, the main ones without like, you know, rabbit and on and listing out a hundred names. Here, like, you know? <laughs> well, it's always interesting to see what people's influences are. You know, it's always inspiring to see where that influence came from and what got you inspired to mm. into this game, basically. Yeah. I mean, probably from a production point of view, like, you know, I, I'd still listen to the likes of 808 State and Left Field and things like mm. that. like and, and the Prodigy even like just... What they were doing at the time, I think, you know, was was yeah that leftism, leftism album. That's phenomenal. Oh, sure, I mean, it's still a classic, still a stone cold classic. That'll, that'll go, that'll go down. Where there were classics of the sixties and the seventies. I think that, like, you know, it's it's, yep. it's a mark of of time, really, isn't it? You know. Yep. But what's the scene like out there, Steve? I know there's not much going on, obviously, right now because everyone's stuck in the house, basically. But what, what's it like out there for for dance music and de- maybe disco house stuff? Is it quite popular? Um, Disco House, it's it's a funny scene here in Waterford, lads. To be honest with you, because we've got we've got Get Down Edits who are based in the same city. We've right. got we've got Jay Rue who's who has an EP coming out on Hot Digits pretty shortly. Yep, and we've got myself. Um, outside of that, I'd have to say that most people would be um, started steering towards the tech house and techno production in Waterford yeah, as such. Yeah. You know, so we're we're flying the we're flying the kind of the groovy disco flag around like and <laughs> if if there's a night going on around the town, it, it's up to one of one of us as such. You know, um, and there's probably a couple of other guys as well, but it's it's usually down to us. Like, I mean, we 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 don't see nights put on that we can just turn up at. Like, we usually have to travel for those. You know, ah, yeah. so you guys flying the flag out there, sort of thing. Oh, we're trying to do our best. We're trying to do our best. Yeah, we done we done a gig last year um, here in Watford where we brought Jaeger Rosa across and uh, Phil Rose, 
and um, put him playing with get down edits and uh, played myself and opened up and things like that. Like, um, and we have a residency at the moment in um, Itty Bitties in Waterford, which is once a month up right. till COVID 19 came and mm-hmm. wrecked everything on everyone. But like, Corona. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it's it's I can't say there's a thriving scene here in Watford like but yeah. there, there is a good disco scene in Ireland like you know we've got like Mix and Fairbanks then that are up in Newbridge and we've got Queen and Disco in Belfast and Fingerman is obviously in Belfast as well now like so he's he's adding the weight to the, the country here at the moment yeah 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 that's it we said, well, I was talking to John just before you came on we sent him a message he was keen to come on for a chat but he, he, no, his reply was a picture of a guy with a taco head and that was it <laughs> <laughs> we're like, yeah. I'm not sure we'll get him on eventually but we might need to try and I don't it, know, just, it made me hungry to be quite honest I was like I need a burrito <laughs> <laughs> oh was that a burrito sorry I don't, I don't know the difference a burrito oh, maybe it was a taco you'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely have to dig through the humour there no doubt you know <laughs> <laughs> we'll send a reply soon we'll let him figure it out I'd say you get him on low butter. Like he'll have plenty of stories to tell, no doubt. You know. No, I just think we just decided to reach out because this, some of the scenes are so small with the disco stuff. Around, like you say, you, people are flying the flag, but it's good to kind of scoop everybody up and bring them all on together. You know, and it seems to have kind of people getting to know other people through the channel and through the chat. So it's yeah, it's yeah. been really good. How, how long have you been doing the events now for, Stephen? Have you just is this quite new because of the new resurgence, or have you guys been chipping away for a while? Um, well, I suppose if you, if you go all the way back, we were we were sort of doing um, live gigs back in '95, sort of around Waterford, like where mm-hmm. we were playing more of the Ian Pooley, Derek Carter, DJ yeah. Sneak, and, and all types of things. Then that like you could shoot off from that point, you know. Yep. That Daft Punk would be another big name that we kind mm-hmm. of started with back then as well, like with homework and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that led then I, I done I done a good few gigs with Daz from um, Get Down Edits back then. Right. And um, we decided at that point then that we'd um, there was a music technology course that was um, advertised for the, the local college university here. Mm-hmm. Right. So the two of us went on that and um, then we started mucking around with production together and um, it was pretty basic what we were producing back then, you know, but we obviously thought it was astonishing, you know, to say the least. Like that today. <laughs> but, um, you know, we learned slowly and surely like and... Uh, I suppose things changed for me then back in kind of 2001 where I had kids and uh, bought a house, sort of got married and things like that. So all, all the equipment was sort of packed away for maybe, oh God, I'd say maybe close to eight years. Like I, I didn't do anything as such, you know. Right. Okay. And um, <clears throat> it's 2008 then is when I started um, sort of getting back into the production. Mm-hmm. had no real interest in, in DJing at that time. Like it was more, right, let's turn on the computer, get some new software, and just let's get going again, you know. So, yeah, that's that's where it all sort of started back up again. And I, I've been on the trail since then, like um, switching through genres and doing all types of different things, you know. Mm-hmm. So with the uh, the music production as well, you obviously took that kind of gap there for about seven or eight years with the... Uh the technology has changed so much, like even in like the last five to 10 years, you know, did you, did you notice there was a big shift between when yeah, you stopped massive, and when you started again? Yeah, when we done the course, we used Cubase and it was probably an early version of Cubase. So yeah. that was the, my starting point when I came back into things then was to, was to get Cubase again. But obviously the way I was thinking about things um, had changed because um, I think I was only using Cubase maybe a year or so and mm-hmm. uh, I went through a number of other different programs and still couldn't find my feet so eventually went out and bought a, a, a Macintosh and went down that road of um, mm-hmm. you know logic and, okay. and t- tipping away at those things then I thought like so 
I'm full time on Logic now since um, 2011, I would say. Yeah, 11 years. What what kind of stuff have you got in the pipeline then, Stephen? Have you got some releases you can tell us about or tell the viewers about? Have you got some stuff you've been cooking up in the house? Yeah, um, well, I've got two or three sort of tracks that I'd call sort of like the 80% plus at the moment, like which are quite exciting. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of friends have heard bits and pieces there. So I'm hoping to finish those up in the next couple of weeks. And um, I suppose sit back, have a think about what label they might um you know they might suit as such and then uh, see, see how that works out mm-hmm. but um i suppose in terms of real life stuff at the moment there's um a collaboration coming next month um on hot digits with yes. myself and get down edits which is um there's three original tracks absolutely original just a couple of samples thrown in there but built up from scratch and um, a couple of remixes on that as well so that's the second part we we done making music one back in 2000 and January 18 it was released so this is making music too is what what we call this one right and um it, that's been a really brilliant project because um I have the greatest respect for um for Daz you know like we 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 we've, we've known each other since we were since we started this journey together and obviously they've had major success on the DJ circuit like they've toured the world over and um but like it, it's been like a kind of a full loop where we've you know we we've joined back up together and making music one was we were quite pleased with it but we met in brighton back in 2018 august 2018 at the pride festival actually and oh, yeah. um, we um we decided in the in, in the the fire the, the of the hotel that we'd give it another go like and we've literally started throwing around ideas back in september october 18 and it's it's just coming to its completion now it's all mm-hmm. done and dusted waiting to be um thrown out there to the masses you know nice one nice one yeah um, there's obviously the tropical disco one. I haven't got a date on that yet. I, I, I presume it's going to be probably late this year, early next year, with the with the lineup that they have. Um, you know, yeah, the huge, huge catalog there. So I had to get in the queue on that one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm feeling a bit jealous. Actually, I, I, John, we should be doing more production. I think rather than sitting talking crap on the on Zoom. We're going fire up Ableton just now. I'll catch us later. Because everybody that comes on, they've always got lined up about five, six, seven, up till like ten releases right now. And me and John yeah. have just been sitting talking crap to each other. Well, look, it, it, it can go that way. That's it. It's a funny uh, production. Is a funny thing, you know. You can have these, you know, these these gaps as such as well, like where. Mm-hmm. All you're doing is staring into a screen, like, and you're wondering where the next release is coming, and then, and then suddenly there's there's two, three, or four that are coming on top of one another, you know. And it's, yeah, just go with it. Where with the inspirations there, you've got to make the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I suppose you're, you're always trying to bank up a little bit of stuff and have it ready there because you you don't know. Like sometimes I remember a couple of years ago, I was trying to kind of plan releases, like, and you nearly get to the stage where you're kind of, uh, you know, you're over pushing labels to kind of say, what's the release date? What's the, you know, but like it doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't really work like that. Like, you know, you just got to... And how do you think like you found your production style? Was that just like experimenting with it or did you like try and like learn stuff online and things like that as well? Um, I've done very little learning from online. Um, The type of person I am, I just, I just pull something apart and get going on it, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, I I, I reckon I'd have a a pretty good sort of a, a judge on sound and maybe that's because of the of the amount of stuff that i listen to in terms of variation and things like that you know i'm i'm, mm. I'm not looking down one pigeonhole the whole time so i try to bring in as much sort of external stuff as i can and external ideas and mm. it, i could most of the time it's completely starting with a blank canvas um 
I played drums back when I was 14, 15 years of age. So that, that was, that's always a sort of a, a stable, a sort of a place to start as such, you know, um, good beat. And uh, what we found years ago when we tried to start a band was that it was just usually myself and a bass player that end up in a room for three or four hours just jamming around, improvising. <laughs> like So I think that's where I get a lot of the, the, I suppose, ideas and drive to go down that route first and Bass and drums to me are, are critical in tracks. Like you know, if, they, oh, if they're not yeah. there, you know, there's no point in adding melodies to a, mm. to a to a shaky foundation as such. You know, so yeah. I can definitely make so, or break a track. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so that's where good. that's where I usually start, and after that, then you know, I know I had to play a little bit of keyboards enough to kind of you know bring me little bits of chords and melodies and different things like that, and. Uh, some samples then, mm-hmm. some vocal samples. Um, we've used some live vocals as well in the past. Yeah. And uh, there's never really a plan as such. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, it, sometimes it, 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 it takes me until the tune is sort of, you know, a minute and a half, two minutes to actually start realizing what the tune is, is, yeah. is going to do as such, you yeah. know. And then if I leave it for a couple of days and come back in, I might just get this you know, f- flash, like this, this is what I want to start doing here. Like, you know, mm. yep. Yep. The inspiration. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You get stuck on something and just looping and looping for too long. And before you know it, you're losing that inspiration quite fast on you. Yeah. You, you can do that. You can do that. You can get very tired listening to things. I think, you know, especially mm-hmm. if it's just, just a beat or, or, or a single loop, as you're saying and things like that, you know, exactly. so, but, uh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, if I, I couldn't even write down what the process is, to be honest with you. Like, you know, yeah. sometimes, sometimes it just comes magically as such, you know, like it's, it's nearly like a, you're sitting there for two or three hours and just that it could flash be, inspiration. Exactly. It could be five or 10 minutes there. That'll give you the foundation to go on for the next two or three days and just finish it then, you know, mm-hmm. is that what you've been doing like throughout the lockdown as well? Have you spent quite a lot of time like working on, on making the music or have you been getting on other projects as well and around that? Um, I, I thought I'd spend more time, to be honest with you. Um, I've been working away um, sort of half days, like with my real job, as they call it, like, you know, the one that feeds the kids and pays the mortgage and all that. Like. Yeah. But, um, it's a shame before I do that. We <laughs> tried to push that away for years, but it's not going away, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, look, I, I spent, I've spent quite a bit of time. Like, obviously, when we went into lockdown, I was there, geez, this is brilliant, you know. I, I, I could get an album done here or I could, I could finish 10 or 20 tracks. I haven't done that much, but um, yeah. I, I, I've done a bit. I've reorganized a lot of things as well. Um, I've thousands and thousands and thousands of samples and plugins and different bits and pieces. So I managed to kind of do a lot of sorting out on samples in terms of keys, BPMs, nice. what, what, what instrument they are, yeah. things like that. Like So it, that cuts the workflow. Now I hope it's going to cut the workflow down I the definitely, road. That'll pay off in the long run, won't it? Because you'll just have it to go to straight away. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think this, this lockdown kind of gave the time to do the jobs that were getting put off for months once it was all those little niggling jobs, like, like yeah. you're arranging the samples. Who wants to come in from work and sit and arrange the samples? You know, Exactly, <laughs> you're just not going to do that. Like You're not going to do it, you know. Most of it. Uh, yeah, we could probably talk about your radio station as well, yeah, your radio show, Stephen. You've got the uh, Disco Days, isn't it? It's a really, really popular radio show. Disco Days, yeah. Um, yeah, really, really after taking shape over the last while, all right, you know, and... Uh, yeah. We've got a lot of good guest DJs lined up and we've had a lot of brilliant DJs on the show as well. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm speaking we here because um, up until three, four weeks ago, I think, um, my partner, Derek Thompson, who used to do the radio show with me, he he, he bowed out as such. Like So I'm actually, I'm on my own now at this stage. Um, 
um, he's got a, a, a baby one year of age like so it's 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 completely you know it's but it's a decision he made like and you know probably all for the right reasons I'm sure like and he's happier doing this for the time being like and I was in that position before like lads and I, and I know what it's like you know and I, I, as I said earlier to you there I, I, I threw all the equipment away and mm-hmm. you know entered, yeah. entered a new phase of life for a while so yeah, yeah. but in terms of the show I mean we're, How we're did the show get started? What was the kind of idea behind the show and getting it off the ground and stuff? Well, the, the radio station it goes out through is called Open Tempo, and it's based here in um, the city of Waterford. Now, it's a pirate radio station, mm-hmm. and it still is. Um, it's 10 years of pirate now, I think, this year, um, so it's, it's, it's done pretty well. But they were actually looking for um, DJs and different ideas for shows around 2000 and early 2017, and there's a couple of messages going out there trying to gather up a sort of a, a new set of people to give right. some new ideas in. So um, obviously at that stage I was I was producing disco. I was listening to a lot of disco, um, listening to a lot of house music. So we came up with an idea, you know, why don't we do a, a, a disco show? Not, I think the first idea was that we would split it between the disco of nowadays and then bring it all the way back to the original disco in the 70s. Okay. Yep. So we had little spots in the show where we'd, we'd go back and, and we'd pull out like two or three gems from back in the 70s okay, and yeah, yeah. speak a little bit about those and and try, I suppose, promote the whole disco house scene, the, the new disco house scene as such that we have that we know now. Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, you know, try give people the appreciation that like, you know, this didn't start two years ago or mm-hmm. five years ago. This started back in the... In, yeah, this, this is where it's all came from, so I think this yeah, is and, where there's no influence. Try, yeah. try join up the dots and, and try educate people a small bit, I think, what was the initial idea. And then as time went on, the show sort of evolved and, you know, we, we had people sending in promos and demos to us and, you know, stuff that was coming out for release in a couple of weeks, couple of months' time. And then it evolved further where we decided that we might, you know, bring in a guest DJ to let him play his style of disco and see where that went. So we started that off as a sort of a half an hour stint back in, I think, May of 18. And we just got a little bit frustrated that people only had a half an hour to show what they're, you know, what they're passionate about. So we extended that out to an hour then, um, I think, later on, maybe early early 19 maybe at the end of 18 and it's it's been it's held the same sort of structure since then like so it's the first hour it's me rabbiting on about a whole pile of new tunes and then i, I leave the other person take over an hour two then yeah yeah no it seems to be the, the go-to show i've seen a lot of really popular a lot of djs wanting to go in there and promote their music so you guys are doing or you're doing really well with it. i know you're flying solo now so yeah you're doing doing well Stephen. enjoying the shows yeah, and we uh, just just looking at the the schedule of DJs here. Like the show is bo- booked up till um, February of next year, like already. Oh, Jesus, what did mean? John, were wanting to come on. <laughs> yeah, you're, these lads, you're more than welcome to come we're on. Available yeah. next month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the book is around. So, like, I mean, that's that's been you know, it's been fairly flattering to say the least. Like that, you know, it yeah. started out as something like you know, small, and now has got to, to this stage. Like you know, and each week now, there's, there's I mean, there's, there's thousands of players clocking up on the shows and things like that. Like so, yeah, that's, that's awesome. It. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. 
And it's been good. Have you been sort of working like the social media game and all that as well? Are you kind of trying to get things out across the, the digital uh, platforms uh, and stuff as well? Or is it mainly just through the, the connections you've got, do you think? Um, I do a little bit of social media, but I, I'm not mad into it, to be honest with you, lads. Um, I do as much as I have. Obviously, I, I need to do X amount of it with the radio show just to get it out there, tell people what's happening and who's on the show and... I like presenting things, you know, in, in a fairly decent way rather than just, you know, knocking it out there in, in words, like, you know, maybe some pictures, whatever, like just just to give people a sort of a warm sort of a vibe when they're looking at it, like and maybe draw them in that way. Like, But in terms of my own stuff, like I, I don't do a huge amount of social media, like uh, yeah. not, definitely not as much as some of the people I, I, I see out there. Like I wonder sometimes... Being John. <laughs> I would never offer it. <laughs> Now, don't get me wrong, like, I mean, I use it for chatting away and messaging and things like that, like, but mm-hmm. I think there's a limit to how much you can actually promote things, is there, on social media without like going mad, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. It becomes a bit of an obsession, I think, sometimes. That's the thing, constantly trying to uh, do something different, get in people's faces a little bit. It's just trying to put it out there and just chip away at consuming as well, I think. You can spend very a lot of time trying to do it, and it kind of takes away from what you're actually trying to do, if you know what I mean. Definitely, yeah. And I mean, with the radio show, that takes up X amount of time per week, like trying to put that together and then either going to the studio to do it live or doing pre-records like I've been doing for the last three months or so now, like, which is, mm. it's after taking on a completely different, um, <coughs> excuse me, a different angle now with the um, the pre-records because yeah. when, I'm, when I'm live in the studio, it's, it's sort of, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're fiddling with knobs and failures and you're, you're, try, you're trying to be on the money the whole time because you're, you're speaking live. But now I, I get the chance to join in the chat room sessions and it's kind of, we built up a, a, like a Friday night audience we built up there now, like, which is, you know, crack open the can of beer and just, yeah. <laughs> I'm listening to the show now as well, like, you know, which is, which is yeah, definitely. Sitting, you know. your, sitting in your boxers with a can of beer, relaxing. <laughs> it's a bit of a different atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's it. Yeah, the, the, I think the live thing keeps you on your toes a little bit sometimes, doesn't it? The pre-recorded one, you're just like, nah, I'll redo that one. But live, yeah, there's no uh, there's no retakes, is there? No, no retakes. And and sometimes the show just completely skips you by. You haven't even got a chance to enjoy it because you're always focusing on what's next or what's gone, you know, or something yeah, like that. You know? Yeah, that's it. Uh, we usually kind of round things off a little bit Stephen you know my disco dash I'm a bit of a kid when it comes to this disco dash I do, I do love it are you up for playing a little game show? yeah why not why not I didn't give you much of a heads up because I didn't really tell John much about the interviews that were coming up and I didn't tell you much about our game show I think it was 10 minutes I gave you a heads up so yeah, that's really well prepared for this. I have lots of little bits and pieces lying around here anyway. So you've got your running shoes on as well yeah I have a nice a pair of converse on me here so I shouldn't be oh, too bad you're all good <laughs> We always make the guests up a little. Uh, well, I try and put my art skills to the test. So you've got a little, you got a little disco ball there, Stephen. Brilliant. Some, uh, some musical notes to go for your your disco. That looks a lot like the disco ball that came up at the start of this call. <laughs> <laughs> You're too kind, John. You're too kind to my crappy art skills. <laughs> right, are you ready, Stella? Actually. <laughs> Right, I'm going to turn the mic off and hold the board up, John. Do you want to talk Stephen through the scores that he has to beat? I'll here? do my best. I'll do my it's best. So, and in times here, Tasha Kaycat was at the top of the leaderboard with 20 seconds flat. Oh my god! Opo Lopo came in and just destroyed it with 14.1 seconds. So, I think I want a, I want an open plan house to beat 14 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking for minimal, <laughs> minimal oh housing. Um, so yeah, 14.1 seconds is what you're aiming for. Um, I need to get three items we want, um, like an item with a story, so uh, like a, 
an item with a story behind it, and then two other household items that Paul's about to give you when he gets his mic back on. Paul, what's the household items we're looking for today? Don't say a washing machine there, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Just just the fridge, just the fridge. (laughs) Your items are, Stephen, you ready for this? You've got the running shoes on, raring to go. That's it. Your two items are... And I'm doing you a favour with this first one, right? Because it's I can see it in your webcam. <laughs> a CD <laughs> and a bowl. A bowl. A bowl. I don't know how you want to say it in Scottish or Irish or something. No, no one's going to understand that, but a bowl. Okay. <laughs> right. yeah. And your quirky item. John, you get the stopwatch out for this? I'm going to, I mean, we're ready to go. You ready, Stephen? Yeah. Get ready and go. <laughs> what we got, John? What we got? Keep us, keep us updated here. You know, I like to see the updates. Oh, we're at seven seconds. What? Eight. It's just a high, highlight oh, of the Oh, oh, oh it's quick, it's quick, it's quick, it's quick. Oh. He's back in 12.9 seconds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's topped it. Top of the leaderboard. Top of the leaderboard. Oh, you chuffed with that, Stephen? I am, I am. That's pretty cool. And there's yeah. the CD I actually picked out as well. So it's 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 called Funky, Funky Divas. Divas. Even, yes. even a time, even a time to select a CD as <laughs> well. <laughs> John, what was the time exactly for that one? Twelve point nine seconds. Wow, Jesus. Twelve point nine. Wow. I actually watched the Opal Open one. And I said, you know, if, I, if I'm if I'm giant in that competition, I've I've no hope. I've no hope. <laughs> no, that's oh, awesome. I never thought he was going to get beaten. You just <laughs> no, so, somebody's going to do this in ten seconds at some point. It's going to be like a hundred years. <laughs> They'll probably be sitting with a whole bag of junk around it. know. There's a reach over and grab something. <laughs> there you go, Steve. You should be proud of that, my friend. That's unreal. That is. That's, that's light. That's it. That is, I like this. What, what was your quirky item, Steve? What was your quirky item? You need to finish it <laughs> off with a, with a quirky story. The quirky item is um, a stylophone, oh. the early original stylophone. It was um, wow. it was originally brought out in the um, late 60s. Right. Uh, oh, okay. It's like a, a little analogue. Um, I'll just give you a little... Let's um, see if I can power this on. It's just, so it gives you a whole... <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I hope you're going to put that on a track at some point. <laughs> I'm yeah, sampling that. I'm going to sample that. <laughs> it might, might work. If, if you filter it out a bit, it might work. I do put some I'll effects on it. I'll loop it for five minutes straight. <laughs> but um, I suppose the quirkiness of it is that like, it was, the, the original one of these was brought out in, in the late 60s, as I'm saying. And uh, if people look at it, it looks like a toy. But it was yep. actually used on a lot of um, tunes. Uh, John Lennon used it on Old Brown Shoe with the Beatles. Oh, and, yeah. And David Bowie used it on Space Oddity. Right. And Kraftwerk, oh, I think Kraftwerk used it on a number of tunes as well. So it's okay. it's it's a good little device because I have a good connection to the you know the sixties music mm-hmm. and seventies music as well. But it also it was bought for me as a present in two thousand and seven by my wife, and that's about the time that all the production started back going again, like for me. Oh, so okay. after okay. the long break, like you know, so maybe that was her way of saying, right, come on. Do it. Do it. <laughs> That's a hell of a quirky item. We like that one, John. Do you like that? Uh, definitely. That's cool. I like it. I like it. A top time and a top quirky item. Thanks for joining the show, Stephen. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And thanks for inviting me, lads. Yeah, I'm sure we'll speak to you again soon, my friend. All right, you take care. Keep Cheers, up the good work. Cheers, lads.